And you got all, man. In the Bowl Podcast is sponsored by your nation capital's very own number one mobile Uber provider, Cisha to you. Not only do they provide or supply private events, but they also wholesale, retail, and provide tips on how to take your hookah experience to that next level. What's happening? What's up? What's going on? What's good? What's going on, man? How things going over there? Nothing, nothing, nothing. As you can see, he's thirsty, just excited about today. You know, we got some good stuff happening. Yes, sir. You know, excited yes, about sir. this week. You know, you know, got 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 some good stuff happening today. So, life is good. You know, got this got this nice, cool flavor. You know, again, I'm gonna pull in one of your one of your mixes. You know, the guava mix. <laughs> You know, it's always a good go-to. So I'm I'm cooling over here, and um, yeah, man, just see you to you. Just been just been blessing me with 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 just some more stuff, man. As you can see, I uh, took a took a notch off your uh, your stuff last week. I told you I won the mail. Got this little stone wash, you know, bucket, you know, where uh, I like yeah, it. Man, I like started it. getting apparel. So yeah, they cooling. They cooling. What's up with you, man? Oh man, all, all, all is well. You know, I I thought that uh, I escaped this uh, whole daylight savings time thing, man. Until I was getting ready last night, and I looked at the clock, and I was like, "Hold on, man!" Uh, you know, we were doing the the, the podcast an, an hour early, you know, so I had to you know do a little bit more prep work this morning, and you know, get myself up. But man, all, all is well, man. I got no complaints from this side, man. I, I can tell you one thing: it's been hot here. Winter is definitely over. I think last week it, it hit 100 <laughs> degrees. I was like, man. But, you know, I'm not going to complain because, you know, I, I have not seen any snow this year. And if I can go years without seeing snow, hey, you, you got tall, man. It's happy, man. Man, man, that. You're, they, uh, you're they're trying to pass a bill to get rid of daylight saving time? I, I heard that. And then I, I fully support that, man, because from, uh, from what I, I, I heard, and, you know, I don't want to be factual, but, you know, I heard back in the day, daylight savings time was, you know, to give the farmers, you know, more time to plant their crops and, you know, pick the crops and things like that. And I'm like, man, it's 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 something that to me, it, it feels outdated. I know Indiana checked out. They were like, yeah, you know, the rest of y'all states do what y'all want, but uh, we're not messing with daylight savings time, you know, so I'm glad that the, the rest of the, the states have caught up and doing away with that because that changed man it messes with your body for at least a month of going back and yeah, forth facts. man so i i fully support facts. that move yeah definitely facts on that definitely facts on that i don't know it'd be different not to change it but yeah just uh it'd, it'd be cool just to just keep it even kill throughout the year like just when it is you know you just gotta adjust with the season right but but your timing is still the same right you just gotta adjust 
exactly. Because I was never a fan of that whole getting dark here like five o'clock, man. I'm like, this is the wildest thing ever. Because then seven thirty rolls around, and seven thirty feels like nine o'clock at night. It just messes yeah. you up, man. So I, hey, get rid of it. It's all man supports it. That that that's my vote right there, man. That's fair. So which one do you prefer? You prefer to be dark in the morning or dark in the evening? I like it being dark in the morning, man, because the morning, man, you're getting up, you're moving around, you know, you're going to work. It's, it's the evening where, you know, you feel like you want, you know, you want more time to, to move around and do things, you know, so. Yeah. Uh, that, that's I how I feel, feel like a day is longer. No, I feel, it feels exactly. like a day is longer. It definitely feels like a day is longer. I'm with you on that. Exactly. So what's up, man? It's been, it's been interesting in the news, man. I've been, I've been, I've been you know, someone, uh, before I even get to that, you know, we got to do our toast. We got to do our toast. Hey, you know, yes, sir. It's been, a, been a side time, another week. Another one. Another op- another opportunity, you know. So definitely got to cheers to that. But, um, yeah, man, someone, someone, again, hit me with another one of those wild questions. You know, last time <laughs> we were talking about what expires and what don't. Right? Okay. So let me ask you this question. What is the difference between, is there a similarity or is, do you consider emotional and being sensitive the same thing? No, 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 I don't think so. I think there's some, some, some overlap, you know, cause there's some, some sensitive people that are emotional and there's yeah. some emotional people that are real sensitive, but you know, I mean, it's, I think it's two different, uh, two different feelings with two different attributes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think, uh, I don't know. So which one do you, so, you know, some people also throw in that word passionate, right? <laughs> you know, could you be emotional, passionate, whatever you want to call it? Or, you know, I think, you know, we put our own definition to it, right? You always like, man, stop being so sensitive, right? Or why are you so sensitive? Or, you know, and then on this side, it's like, damn, you're real emotional today, ain't you? You know what I'm saying? So it all, I, I think it depends on, on how you use it. You know, uh, yeah. when you use it, you know, and what scenario are you using it in, you know? No, nah, I mean, that, that, that makes sense, man. That makes sense because you know, I, I think that we use a lot of things interchangeably. And yeah. I think that's where, where a lot of confusion comes in. But, you know, I always say, you know, I, I was never uh, an English major, you know, and I, you know, speak the way I speak and, you know, when you start combining, you know, different things and, you know, you go different areas, you know, everybody has their own different interpretations. So I think you're spot on with that, but, you know, it's up to the, the person how they interpret things. Cause you can easily hit a person and say, Hey, you're being emotional. And they're like, like you said, they're like, no, I'm, I'm passionate about something or someone's being sensitive. And they're like, no, I'm, I'm emotional, you know? So it's, it's, it's always a back and forth. So that's definitely a debate for the ages right there. Yeah, no, I'm, <clears throat> no, I'm with you. A lot of times, I sit there and be like, "Man, you sensitive." You know what I'm saying? Stop being so sensitive all the time. You know what I'm saying? Or again, like I said, I think it just all depends on that situation that you're using it in. I think certain words may have different impact depending on who you're using it towards. You know, and you know, it's uh, it, it gets to that point to where you know you got emo rappers. You know what I'm saying? You got emotional <laughs> folks out there. Or are they sensitive? I don't know. I just, you know, I thought that was a good question. I was like, damn, I don't know. You know, it all depends who I'm talking to at that moment, what I want to call them. No, I, you know? I, I agree. I, I think your, your guy, Drake, is, uh, 
you know, it's been been rumored to take over that that emo rap category, man. But yeah, again, capitalizing on it, exactly, you're, you're spot on, man. I I, I can't uh, I can't debate that one, you know. But I do have some good news, though, man. Hmm. I finally got my truck registered. I got tags on my truck, so I am no longer pushing the Hyundai accent on these mean streets of Dubai, man. Uh, you get that oil change? Oh man, it 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 feels good. No, I didn't get the oil change. You know, I I looked at the sticker. I was like, man, I only got one more week. You know, worst case scenario, my my mileage is gonna slip a little bit on the highway. But I'm not about to take a day out of my my schedule to go get an oil change on this <laughs> rental, man. <laughs> I tell you, I tell you on that. That is funny. Yeah, yeah it's so long. You gotta get an oil change on it. <laughs> Yeah, I almost feel like I, I need an oil change on, on the truck because, you know, when it was on the ship, you know, they, they drained the, the gas and disconnected the batteries. So I'm hopping in the truck, man. I got to reset my settings. You know, my seat is all off. And you know how, like, when you get your seat to, like, that perfect spot, you know, it's back far enough. You got a little lean and it. It's, it's like you're good. So I'm in the parking garage for, like, 20 minutes trying to reconfigure my seat, man. My seat, my mirrors, but... It, it, it definitely felt good to, you know, be back in there riding up high. I felt like I got a little more respect on the road when I was riding home. Man. I wasn't getting, you know, cut off by, <laughs> you know, everybody and their mother. And, you know, it it, it was a different experience. But I, I did feel the tank up. And, uh, you know, I noticed those gas prices in the States have been going up. And I was a little nervous about that. <laughs> yeah. You know, because I was putting 87 in the rental. And that little small tank, you know, I was filling it up for like uh, – like twenty eight dollars US, and last week I put gas in the rental and it jumped to thirty two. So I was like, "Oh man!" So with the truck, you know, I got a twenty seven gallon tank on there. So I was at the pump and I was just like, "Oh man, this is about to be wild." So I was a little nervous about you know putting gas in the uh, in, in the truck because you know the rental you know has a smaller tank so. You know, filling that up, you know, I was paying about $28 U.S. And then, you know, last week it jumped up to like $32. So I'm like, that's not bad. You know, so I went up to the, the gas station. You know, I was really nervous, man. I was I was hesitant. And, you know, I spoke the words and I felt like the voice was shaking. I was like, hey, fill her up. You know, so the, the guy's filling up and I'm, I'm watching it change over because, you know, over here they use liters instead of gallons. So I'm sitting here in my, my head trying to do the math. And uh, long story short, I think I paid like 246 local currency, you know, for like 76 liters of gas. And I'm sitting here on my currency converter doing the math. Man, come to find out to fill my tank up was only $66, man. Yeah, you shouldn't should brag about that. There's some math folks on this side <laughs> of the water about that. I, I I know I'm about to push some buttons this week, you know, because I remember back in the day when gas was hitting like four something and I had a 30 gallon tank, man. It was taking like 105, 110, $130 to fill up. But I was like $66 ain't bad, man. So it it definitely helps when uh when you're in the neighborhood where they're producing the gas, you yeah. know, because uh, we're kind of insulated over here, and I, I'm gonna take that. And I'm, I'm gonna run with that. So, so no complaints on, on on gas right now for Tall Man in Dubai. And you know, my, my my heart goes out to everyone in the states 
you know, paying these high prices and, you know, putting 20 on four and, you know, I know what you're going through and it's not going to last forever. That, that's a, that, that's all I got for you right now. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. <clears throat> now, it's, it's crazy that uh, you're talking about, you know, with the gas prices going up, you know, this is about to be like a fit summer, man. Bama's about to be on their bikes, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, walking. It'd be like, no, nah, I'll catch you on the next one if it ain't that big of an event. You know, it's like, I'm good. I'm, I'm about to chill. But, you know, exactly. it's just, uh, it's wild. You know, this whole this whole war thing going on, you know, they they uh, talking about we just put like 13 billion, you know, to support, you know, and I don't know, I always have mixed feelings about, you know, stuff like that. You know, you definitely, you know, heart goes out, you know, you never want to see, you know, stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? You just have, you have turmoil going on, right? <laughs> and, yeah. And it's crazy, you know, but, you know, putting that 13 billion in there, but you also have, you know, that whole, you know, the war on homelessness, right? You know, shit, we can, we yeah. can you know, not to be selfish, shit, we can talk about war on student loans, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> shit is, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, where is that 13 billion, you know what I'm saying, when, when, when there's stuff right here on this side of the water that also needs it? So that, that that I know that you know I know a lot of folks that listen may have you know feeling different about that you know not to be insensitive yeah. about it but you know there there are things that are happening over here in this country too that you know I feel that uh, we can put some more focus on and, and put some money to 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 be able to end some of it even like you know there's no reason why kids and families are going hungry you know we in the middle of a pandemic yeah. we're at the hopefully the tail end of it and people struggling. Yeah, you know what I mean, saying, but you got a good point there. It's uh, you know, I I know I've been hearing a lot of people throwing around the terms, you know, World War Three, and I'm like, oh boy, you know, here we go, because uh, it, it seems like what's going on over there, you know, certain people aren't letting up on on things, and you know, they're really pushing the envelope. So it's it's definitely about to be be interesting, because like you said, man, it's a lot of things going on. You know, we got uh, the pandemic, which is you know, hopefully coming to an end. You know, they. They're talking about lifting, you know, mass mandates on, you know, planes and things like that. And folks trying to, you know, move around some. And spring and yeah. summer is, is is about to hit, you know, weather's changing. It's, man, it's like, a, uh, it's, it's a perfect storm that, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a trifecta of things, you know? Yeah, no, for sure, for sure, for sure, man. You know, we, we talk about battles, we talk about wars, you know, and. You know, we uh, I know we can go a lot further in, but this, you know, I think is a good segue into uh, you know, our guest that we have on today. You know, he is not one to shy away from a battle, you know, not one to to sit there and be timid, you know, he'll sit there and, and voice his opinion through his, you know, his, his lyrical, you know, phenomenon, just skills and, and what he's done, <laughs> yes. the man that I've known for. For, for years, you know, um, definitely want to want to welcome our, our our guest today, adversary. You know, uh, no, yes, I, I definitely no, consider no. him. What's up? What's up? Definitely consider consider this man right here one of the one of the best freestyle. You know, what I'm saying battle rappers. You know, um, performers. You know that I know personally. You know, call him a friend it. and a brother. You know. And uh, he, he's, he's done nothing but continue to, you know, produce and, you know, step up. You know, he's someone, you know, if you had two people in the ring and that who you got your money on, 
Yeah, I put a check on him. He 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 will he will do it. Nah, that's real shit. Not even gassing it up. Like I've 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 seen it personally. I've seen, you know what I'm saying the world's seen it. You know, he's yeah. been on many different platforms. So definitely welcome. What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome. I'm cooling. I'm cooling, man. Blessed to be here. Thank y'all. You know, I appreciate y'all having me on the show. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. but I yeah, I've been good. I can't complain, man. Just um you know, trying to navigate in this new space that we exist in with, yeah. um, you know, <laughs> cryptocurrency and yeah. live streaming and oh, it's just, it's a different world. You know what I mean? So yeah. just navigating that as best I can, but, um, you know, God is good, man. So I, I can't complain. Nah, but definitely, definitely. Amen on that. I mean, I think, uh, like you said, you know, just blessed to be here with everything going on, you know, like you said, just yeah. the world is kind of changing, you know, and, you know, we're going through another cycle right here. But um, but for you, like, just, just you know, let the folks know kind of, you know, uh, kind of your history. You know what I'm saying? What what got you into battle rap? What, what got you into it, you know? Um, where to begin? I guess, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I guess, some you know, some people will look at me as like a battle MC. For me, I just rhyme. I just rap. Like, you know, I write yeah. music. I perform. I just rap. Um, battling has opened a lot of doors for me, I guess. So because a lot of people know me through that avenue, you know, that's they consider me like that. That's what they consider me as. Um, but to be honest, for real, the first, and it's funny you asked that because I was thinking about this the other day randomly, but I think the first uh, spark for me to think about rhyming or want to rhyme was um, a guy named Marcus Miller. Yeah? He went by Versatile. Now he goes by Verse now. But I was in, I think it was eighth grade, and my man Chris Wiggum came to me, and he had a tape. It's like, yo, I got this tape. It's my man living in my neighborhood. Listen to the joint. It's dope. And I'm listening. He was in high school. The guys who the, the guys tape who he gave to me was maybe like two, three years older than us. You know what I mean? But I went home and listened to the joint, and I was like, yo, this is it's crazy. This is stupid. So that to know somebody that was close to me, and I didn't know him personally, but he was within arm's reach, so to speak put his whole joint together and it was like, yo, he's like a little bit older than us and he's around the way and like, you could do that. So that was the first time I even considered like, yo, that it could be done on, a, I guess, a local level. Um, and then the next time I guess was when I got to high school. So the year after freshman year, um, there's a bunch of guys rhyming in the cafeteria and I saw them and I was like, yo, I could do that. I don't know what made me feel like I could, do. I don't know what, you know, what clicked, but I just saw it and was like, I can do that. So I literally went home and started writing raps and started freestyling. And that's kind of how I got into it. And then I guess once I started doing it, I realized how much I love doing it. And then I was like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to be the best I could possibly be. Like I have a, like a Floyd mentality when it comes to that. Like whatever it is that you step into or whatever it is your passion is, make yourself the best you could possibly be. So that's literally what I did. Like I used to read the dictionary and just learn words and um, yeah, listen to every rapper I could listen to and absorb flows and cadences and and punchlines and try to intensify the punchline and how I could deliver it. And I will always like try to outdo whatever I wrote before. So I would write something dope and then all right, I got to write some better shit than that. Then I write that. All right, I got to write some better shit. Than that. And I always try to outdo myself and say something crazier than I said before. So I think all of that came together. And like you said, and I was like, you know, what you saw is what you, it just came together and just kind of happened. 
Um, even in school, I remember saying like, yo, I want to be on TV and the radio. And I didn't know how, but I just had the vision. Like, yeah, I'm a rhyme. I'm going to get on the radio. And it, and it worked out where I, I mean, right after we graduated, um, yeah, like a year after we graduated, I was on KYS PGC. Um, a little later on, I was on Hot 97. You know what I mean? Ended up doing 106 a little later down the line. But like things manifested physically that I had thought about in school. You know what I'm saying? So it was everything just came together and just worked, you know, I guess worked itself out. But as they say, like everything that's supposed to be is, is what it is. You know what I mean? So I feel like, yeah. I guess that was my, that's what I was destined for. And I found it eventually, you know what I mean? And that's what it's been ever since. Yeah. That's what's up. What's up. And, and let me step back too. you know, no disrespect. You know, I don't want to just, like you say, classify you as a, as a battle rapper, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and you're right, you know, as, as you being as a, as a lyricist, you know what I'm saying? You you being someone that it, it actually, you know, spews over in, into, you know, whatever platform or, or, you know, whatever, you know, performance you're doing, you know what I'm saying? Just your extensive vocabulary, you know, and being able to put those words and that performance together. So you're right, you know, it's, it's definitely not just doing that. So just, just from mine, you know. But it's, it's funny, like, as you say that, that's again, a sign of the times. When I started rhyming in that era, an MC was all around, like all purpose. So you did everything. You write your songs, you freestyle, you battle if it came to it. Like you did everything. You was an MC, you a complete package. Nowadays, yeah. you know, like now it's so filtered and watered down. Everybody, oh, he's a trap rapper. He's an auto-tune rapper. He rap for the girls. He's this, he's this. It's so many subdivisions and it's like people not MCing no more. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But to your point, also, like I said, like a lot of people that do know me or are aware of me, it's mostly it's from the battle scene. Like I was doing that a lot to get myself, get my name out there. That was the, you know, the vehicle that kind of pushed. So a lot of people when you know, that's that's how they look at me. So I, I don't knock it like, um, you know, it's all any recognition is good recognition. Um, but to those who may not be familiar or aware of me, you know, I just I just consider myself like just an all around just MC. Like I just rhyme. Like that's how I feel like it's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, that's deep. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. That's what's up. So speaking of battle rap, so what is the, the, the wildest thing that you've seen, you know, while on the stage, either, you know, when uh, you were battling or someone else was battling? The wildest thing I've ever seen, and it's so crazy you asked me that because I instantly, it instantly comes to mind. I was at a house party. I had to be, I was probably either 18 or 19. I don't know if Nas, if you or Cliff was there. I'm not sure. Y'all could have been there. I don't know. But it was at some house party. And did somehow the rap started. I don't even remember how we got the rhyming, but somehow we did, people started rhyming. And it was some dude, I guess, that wanted to bet I ended up battling or going against. And the dude started rapping and he rapped the whole verse from a Big L freestyle, which was the <laughs> worst thing you could have ever done because Big L is my favorite rapper. So literally as I'm listening to him, I'm like, nah, he's not about to say that next bar. And then he said it. He's not about to say that next bar. And then he said it. So halfway through his verse, I start rhyming the rest of his verse with him. And then the crowd <laughs> went nuts. They went crazy. Oh my God. Oh my. And they went crazy. But that's probably the wildest thing I've ever seen. This man literally got on stage and rapped the whole Big L verse like I wasn't going over there. And I guess that's what he thought because Big L wasn't a popular rapper. Or I could get by. Yeah. Like, nah, I'm an MC, bro. You, you kidding? I'm not the one. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> he, go, he goes down in the books as, as one of the toughest lyricists, you know, Big L's ass. Yeah. Yes. So that's, that's, that's respect. I feel you on that. So why? So, my fault. So why are you on? Um, so so when you so when you do that, right? And you think of that, and you're going to get someone, and instantly, why you gotta think of? You're saying, you know, you're freestyling, right? So he memorized the Big L verse, right? And you, you know, what I'm saying, you you sitting there, and you're you're picking a part of what he's saying, and coming up with your response, right? And you know, I always say, you know, you gotta listen first, and speak last, speak second, or whatever, right? How how do you sit there and start deciding as to all right, picking out what you're going to say towards that next part or towards you know in your next verse, you know, when you're going to get someone? Like, um, what do you well, visualize? Yeah, so like for me, I guess it's um it's like twofold. The I guess the secret sauce in the whole formula and just me rhyming is it's the vibe. It's it's a it's a feeling. A lot of times just coming up and just, you know, just rhyming in general. When, you know, you throw beats on and or you with your man and he's rhyming and he say something crazy in his verse, it's like a feeling, like a spark. So when I get a certain feeling or vibe, it just cut, it just flow, it just comes out. And the more strongly I feel the vibe, the more strongly the, the it just works, it just works like perfectly. Um, so as long as like if the beat is dope and I'm feeling the beat or I'm feeling the mood or somebody just said something crazy before, whatever it is, I kind of hone in on that and it just directs the flow. Like I don't really, really think about it. It just boom, boom. And as I'm saying a line, another line is already formulating in my mind. Um, as it relates to a battle now, it's kind of the same thing. It's like, if the beat is the right kind of beat and you can jump in the pocket with it, I could just go off. But there's been many times where I've had to battle cats and I didn't have nothing. Like I was cold turkey. Like, damn, I don't know what I'm about to say to cuz. And then it really kind of <laughs> will depend on the beat or the moment. Um, so what I typically do is once I know who I'm going against, like I just start sizing them up on the spot. So before we even get to the stage or before the music start, I'm kind of looking them up and down and processing what I could say based on his appearance. Um, mm. If it ends, if he goes first, then I have the addition of hearing him rhyme and then I can combine it with what I took from whatever he was saying and then however he looks and you know whatever is obvious that I could point out that to get a reaction out of the crowd um but I um it also kind of I guess for me works kind of like um you know I'm an anime head um in Dragon Ball Z um with the Saiyans when they fight like every time they fight they get stronger so the stronger the opponent the stronger they're gonna level up so that's how it is too when I'm rhyming. Like when I go up against a real dope fire MC, it amps me to match that level. So like that's probably when, like when I'm under the most pressure is when I'm gonna give you the hardest fire back. You know what I mean? Because it's like I'm matching that that vibe. So a lot, yeah, for real, a lot of it is just the vibe. But I'm also being able to look, pick things apart, um, understanding how to relate one thing to another, using your environment around you. It might be something going on in the scene. It might be somebody with a particular outfit and you throw that in the rhyme. It's something everybody could see and relate to immediately. You get that reaction. So it's like if you understand the science of getting the crowd to react, that's how you just put the, the bars together. You know what I mean? No, that's uh, tough. That's tough. Uh, that's what's up. So, you know, like, so right, right now, 2022, so uh, how often are you uh, are you battling right now? 
Um, I haven't done a battle in a little while. The last battle I did was probably like 2017, 2018, something like that. It's been a little while. Um, I had I had kids, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm also a, a, um, a father now. So that kind of slowed, the, you know, changed the pace a little because I had to make those adjustments. Um, okay. But also, like I say, with me, I consider myself, I guess, more, I guess, a musician than a battler, more of a, like an artist than a battler. So my focus is more like making me create music and, and putting that out. Um, if the right opportunity comes for the battle, if they, you know, if they got a check for me, it's nothing to go, you know, tear somebody's head off. Um, but it's just not my focus. Like with doing the, okay. the battles with the leagues, I kind of got to see that side of it. I wasn't used to that. Like for me, a lot of my battle was done at contests or showcases or on the radio. Like those were the environments I was rhyming in. With the battles, it's like WWE, you know what I mean? So you get to kind of see that side of it. And it's just, I wasn't ready to dive into it like that and, and have to deal with those kind of politics. You know what I'm saying? So, okay. yes, if an opportunity comes and it makes sense, I'll do it. But um, other than that, I'm more so focused on the music. Yeah, yeah, you, you definitely still making that. Yeah, you, you, I, yeah, I've been following and watching. You know, you still definitely still making the music. Definitely still doing your lyrics. You know, and doing MCing. So you know, I know you you touched a little bit on 106 and Park and coming mm -hmm. up that way. Do you um? Can, can you explain kind of you know kind of that vision as to like you said you manifested a lot of stuff. Right, so you started traveling. You got on, you know, Hot ninety seven. You've been on one hundred six. You've done a lot more after, after that. You mm -hmm. know, like you're you're all over. So um, <laughs> let us kind of know what that journey looking like. It um, I mean, it was good. It was a blessing, bro. Like everything, you know, was a stepping stone. Like that, they all the rhyming I did in school prepared me for when I got on the radio, and then the radio prepared me for the other entertainment based experiences I would have being on being in front of people prep me for being on the stage so everything plays its role um you know there's a jazz musician Marcus Johnson um been in the jazz world he's huge um I had the opportunity to perform with him at Ozio's I had a perform um, opportunity to record at his studio um very good brother and one thing he told me was it's not the destination it's the journey so he was like don't look at other people and you know they they have certain things or they in a certain space and it's like damn i want that it's like don't look at it that way it's a journey you gotta get to that because they're there now doesn't mean you won't be there later you know what i mean it's just it's your journey so everything plays a role um and i guess from 106 like i say i opened up a, you know opened up some doors i got to travel i got to be on some bigger stages um i got to i did a uh cypher with um Jack Thriller's Wild and Out, and it, you know, it's on thisis50.com, stuff like that. So <coughs> it definitely opened doors and allowed me to, you know, kind of do my thing beyond that. Um, and like I say, at this point now, being a father and having to spend my time a little differently than I'm, I was used to before, um, I'm really trying to dive into the online aspect of it, you know, get my online store together and, and you know, the, the, the Instagram and the, the streaming and all of that and just putting all that together and, and using that as a vehicle to get everything else out. Um, you know, like with technology today, people are really empowered and are able to sell their product themselves. You can really get rid of the middleman now. So I'm just learning more about that and how to, how best to set it up for me and then go from there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, bro, I like that. 
No, no, no. I was just saying, you know, I mean, that that, that makes a lot, lot of sense. And it, it shows that, you know, you're, uh, you know, you're being adaptable to, you know, the changing environment. Because I yeah. think so often, you know, I mean, folks, you know, get stuck on, you know, how things were and, you know, they don't evolve and, you know, don't take advantage of it. And I, I think you're, you're spot on with, you know, the, the role that, you know, social media is playing and the streaming platforms and cutting out the middleman. You know, it's a lot easier to, you know, reach your fan base without mm-hmm. having to jump through, you know, a whole bunch of uh, additional hoops. But I did want to ask you a, a question because you had talked about, you know, the collaboration with the, with the jazz artists, you know, and I, I saw that you had uh, previously worked with Pastor Troy. Yeah. Yeah. So my man, Nick Blast, um, he put that together. Um, he was telling me, it was a few years back, but he was telling me like, yo, I can get a drink. I guess Pastor Troy had a mixtape dropping at the time or something going on. So he was like, yo, I can get us on a drink with Troy. You know what I mean? Just get your money together. Da, 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 da. We can, I can set it up. So I, yeah, I put the money together. They sent the track. And um, it was Pastor Troy. He did the hook and the first verse and the rest of the beat was open. So it was um, me and like two or three other MCs, me, Nick Blast, Sticks, and Jack Tripp. Jack Tripp is, is Pastor Troy's man. Um, yeah. And, they, and the rest of the beat was open. So I heard the joint and I think it was like eight bars. Everybody got eight bars. So I heard it and just and because of the tempo of it. For me, I had I double time my flow. You know, what I mean, I did like a like the twist of the fast rap because of the way the tempo was. Um, but it came together beautifully. It, it worked out. You know, the song is dope. Um, you know, they 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 got a little press release, so it was good. I didn't get to meet Pastor Troy. I didn't get to record personally with him, but just having a track with him is you know I'm good. Definitely it's part definitely. of that journey. It's, it's the exactly yeah. exactly. You know, um, so go ahead. So I was gonna ask you. So, uh, so how did you get the name Adversary? Um, I was sitting. <laughs> um, when I, I guess when I decided that I wanted to jump into rhyming, that was kind of the next thing. Like, all right, if I'm gonna do this, what's my identity? Who am I going to be? Um, you know, I was influenced by so many different artists growing up, just listening to rap. Like, I I grew up listening to a lot of East Coast rap. rap. I didn't get into the Southern stuff until probably later in high school, late high school and after that. But elementary, middle and early high school, there's a lot of East Coast, some West Coast stuff, but mostly East Coast stuff. So to me, every MC I would listen to was like a cat, like Redman was a character. Keith Murray was a character. You know, Nas was a character. Um uh, who are Bone Thugs? They the group was a you know every artist or group or they were their own kind of character and personality. They had their own swag. So I was trying to decide like what would mine be. Um, so I guess that kind of is where the battle thing kind of you know presented itself as well. Um, when I was you know when I decided I was going around, I guess I was like uh, uh, you know I got to be the best. I'm gonna I'm be I got to be the top dog. Um, so it was kind of I guess like a Highlander thing. You know how Highlander just roams and. They try to test them and she take their head off. So it was kind of the same thing. Like, I'm going to be the, the adversary, the enemy, the opponent. Um, and then I guess it doubled over when I really started getting into writing and my content. Um, it was like I was I wanted to set myself apart and be different from what everybody else was doing. So it was like, again, the adversary or the enemy to this the trend and the standard. And the say, you know, everybody was doing the same thing. I wanted to be different. So it was like. Yeah, the adversary to that. 
And it um it just it kind of stuck. Like when I, you know, I'm saying it, other people started saying it, everybody started calling me Avatar or Av for short, and it just kind of stuck. So it was like, all right, cool. That's the side. That's the side. Yes, sir. <clears throat> yes, sir. So what and, are, uh, so so no, go, no, ahead. go ahead. No, 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 go go ahead. No, I was going no, I was saying, like, like you say, you know, the journey continues, right? Like you say, it's not, yeah. a, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon, right? And Absolutely. it's forever growing and, and growing. Like you say, you know, it's about you know, not where other people are at because everyone has their own time and, and mm-hmm. all like that. What what else, a part of your journey, you know, do you are you seeking to, you know, to, to conquer, you know, in, in the MC world? You know, like what, what, what other your other dreams and aspirations in that? I guess oh, it's so crazy, dog, because like, I don't know, I guess as you get older and your perspective changes, you start to look at things differently. So like in my younger days, it was like, yo, I want to tour and travel the world and see everything. Um, that would that would definitely still be nice, but I don't have the zeal to like go see the whole entire world now, I guess, like I did then. Um, or being the best, like even with being the best, I guess the ultimate test is like, to test yourself, like how the the, the the monks do, it's mastering self, competing against yourself. So it's like, if you a boxer or a basketball player or whatever, it's like, I don't see the other team, it's just me. Can I outdo what I did the last game? Can I outscore myself from the last season? And I kind of look at it the same thing. If every And everybody that raps is supposed to feel like they the best. But for me, it's less now about proving that I'm better, I can rap better than the next guy. That was like when I was younger, I did a lot. Like you said, I did a whole lot of that. So people know what time it is. Um, but at this point, I guess it's just to be in a space where I create, you know, honest music and music that's going to help people and 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 put a narrative out that's something different from what everybody else is doing, I guess, would be the big thing now to, to, to make that popular. Everybody want to, you know, pop mollies and 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 turn up and be lit and and spend bands and you know it's cool all right dog but we didn't heard it a million times what's the next thing like yeah. it's a takashi every 10 minutes cool what's next yeah you know what i'm saying right. even even with it being like okay even if i give you the fact it's the younger crowd that's their phase of life that they're in now cool 2021 you're supposed to turn up but again understand after the turn up the next morning gotta come the bill's still going, the next, the first of the month still coming. You know what I mean? Yeah, you still going to have to provide yourself. You still going to have to figure out your way. You're not going to be able to stay under your mother's house, you know, under her wing forever. So it's like, mm-hmm. at what point do people start to, at the very least, recognize that it's other things in life besides being on a 24-hour high? You know what I'm saying? So that's mm-hmm. always kind of been my thing. Um, and I guess, yeah, now that would be like the next kind of thing to conquer is to make that viewpoint more popular you know mm. or, or, or just present an alternative like we can do okay. something more than kill each other and just talk crazy and do crazy shit like that's they just love showing our people doing that type shit all the time and it just it, it just like, you know i mean like i'm i'm good yeah. on it give me something else yeah no i feel you i feel you i feel you exactly and you know and it's crazy because that is a, a a wild perception so just uh to, to go into that. So do you feel that the DMV gets its just due in the, in the music scene? Because, you know, a lot of people look at, you know, hip hop in New York and then, you know, down South, they had their run, of course, the West Coast. And then, you know, you had the, the Midwest. You know, what are your your thoughts on the DMV, the DMV and getting its proper shine? I 
I think our area definitely gets the respect R&B wise. Like when you look at, you know, Maya, A. Marie and Chucky Thompson and, and cat people like that, they get the, the homage, you know, Tank, all of those guys, Drew Hill, Mario and all of them. Um, but when it comes to rhyming, I feel like there are some incredible MCs out here, but they don't get their just due you know, again, partly because of just the what, what it focuses with everything, um, and the the I, and I guess area wise, if I'm looking at it from that perspective, just the area, the area still needs to find or perfect its sound. You know what I mean? With Wale hitting the level he did, that definitely I feel like kicked open the door for cats to come in and really make some noise. And then Logic, you know, did his thing. Um, but I think the sound, like, I, I can't say that there's an absolute Maryland sound. And if there is, I feel like maybe there is, but what exactly that is and how it gets presented at the forefront, I guess still has to be figured out. Um, you have what Wale did with the DC side of things and threw Nagogo in that. And that was brilliant. That's, you know, that's, I yeah. guess what he was supposed to do. Um, mm -hmm. and it definitely, like I say, kicked open doors. Um, but I think that's the biggest issue that our area has because we get lumped as a tri-state, you know, three-pronged area. You have the Virginias, and even Virginia, you have the Clips. Like Clips is on, you know what I mean? Chris Brown, he on. That's even though he's he's sing, but he's a superstar. He, that's Virginia. So even Virginia kind of has made noise in the game. Um, but I think that's the thing. There's no defined sound. You know, DC kind of does mm -hmm. their thing. VA kind of does their thing. Maryland kind of does its thing. So yeah, and that's real. That's real. That's real. So you think you think a part of that, right? That just that that sound of like you said that three prong. You know, um, the last week we were we were talking about like unity, right? <clears throat> and like collabs and stuff like that. Do you, do you think like in the DMV area that there is? a misconception of us, you know, the three prongs being able to work together. You know, a lot of folks like, are you from that side? Are you from there? Are you from that? And you already mm. have that, that negative stigma on there. Right. And, and you already had that mind frame. Yeah, I think I, well, at least in my experience for me, you know, I, I, yeah. I, so it may be different for other people. For me, yeah. I think that we ran into that more in our younger days. Like, in our 20s and, and in that time frame, that was more likely to happen. I feel like yeah. now when I run into cats, if they're from the area, DC, it's like the opposite. It's more love. It's more, it's like a familiarity because it's like, oh, you around the way, even if you're not exactly around the way. Yeah. You know, Maryland guy, but I understand enough about Virginia to be around cats from VA is no issue. I understand enough yeah. about DC to be around, you know, city cats is no issue. So when I run into cats, it's more like the opposite. It's more love and more of a familiarity, like, oh, all right. So I don't think there's as much of an issue working together like there was, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Um, like I say, I think, again, it just is about defining that sound or, or getting something concrete as far as our sound and then just pushing that out there. You know, I think... Um, <sighs> Really, I guess I would say uh, again in my experience from what from what it, who I've been around, I would say like Odyssey is Odyssey and Kev Brown kind of pioneered that in the present day form. Like I remember because I was around them like before they, well, more so mostly Odyssey. I, I met Kev through Odyssey, but I was me and Odyssey went to uh, MC together. That's how I met him, 
And um, before he got famous and he's doing his thing now, like salute, he's doing his thing like on a big level. Um, mm-hmm. But when we when I when we had first met, he was really he was very Dilla influenced, but he was literally like creating a Maryland sound. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. I can honestly say that. And it um I you know looking down the road, like it definitely paid off for him because like I said, he in a real good space right now. That's what's up. That's what's up. That's what's up. I think that's that's all valid there because you're right. I mean, you know, growing up, you know, I think it was a little bit more segmented. You know, like where if you were PG, you were hanging with, you know, Cats and PG. If you were MoCo and vice versa. And, you know, now folks come together. Because I even saw that in, you know, an undergrad at Morgan. You know, you started expanding, you know, your your – I don't want to say your friend base, but you, your your circle started expanding. You know, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't so clickish. You know, you started opening right. up more, and and, and yeah. you're right. You know, you you know as you you know mature and get older, you know, somebody's from the area, you know, you you connect. You know, if you're out traveling, yes. you yeah. meet somebody, and they're like, hey, you know, I'm from Fredericksburg, or you know, I'm from you know Baltimore, or things of that nature. It's like, oh, hey, hey, you're from around away because you know a little bit about that area, so you all have that that connection. Where in the past, you know, it was like, oh, you from Baltimore? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Y'all just got that yeah. club music. And that was <laughs> like where things started and stopped. Yeah, no, absolutely. And to your point about you saying when you were in school, I was going to say, when I was in Richmond, it's a brand. He probably don't even notice to this day. And it's been years. I haven't seen him in years. But he don't even notice, like, how he saved my life. When I was down in Richmond, um, I literally had nobody, dog. Like, I was down there solo dolo. And I got a job at the YMCA and we had to go to orientation. And it had already been rough being down there for the time I had been there already. I get to the orientation and, you know, we, we, we do the class, do the train with all that. And then, you know, we get to talking to people. And the dude that happened to be sitting at my table, his name is John Wingfield. You know, if, if, you know, he watching or anybody watching, salute to the brother, John Wingfield. We got to rapping and I found out he was from PG. From, you know, was, oh, you from Ocala? You around the way? Da-da-da. This man literally saved my life, dog. Like I ain't had nowhere to stay out there. The, the man invited me into, he was like, yo, you could come rock at our spot. Him, his cousin, Josh. It was a couple of them. And they all was going to school there, down there at VCU, but they let me stay at their spot, dog. When I tell you they didn't know me from Adam, they didn't know me from nothing. He had absolutely no reason to even think twice about my scenario, you know what I'm saying? But just on a strength, yeah. we was from the same area and we was in a place that was foreign to us and I didn't have much. The brother opened the doors for me. It was like, yo, come rock over here. You good. You know, you get your stuff straight. Boo. And I never forget it. You know what I mean? So it's, it's I say like running into people from our area has been, it's, it's been good. It's always more of a connection to me than yeah. the opposite. That's what's up. That's love right there. Like you say, that, yeah. that unity. And as you get older, you start looking at that, that maturity thing, right? And, you know, yeah. you look out for one another. You know what I'm saying? So that's love right there. That's what's up. Sure. That's sure. definitely what's up. So, you, you, know, we, you know, we got to do it. You know what I'm saying? I know we, uh, you know, we talked about the journey and, and a lot more to come, you know what I'm saying? And, and all the, the path and, and where you've been at, right? But, you know, we, we got to bless the folks and the listeners. <laughs> some bars, you know what I'm saying? Because we, we got to make sure we solidify, you know what I'm saying? Stamp it. 
You know, oh, you man. my book, but, you know, <laughs> spit something real quick, man, and bless the viewers, you know what right. something. Okay. I got you. Um, all right. If I can remember this joint. All right. I said, yo, it's finally time to kick in the door again. Like I'm gripping the four and I'm ready to go to war again. They want us to bring it back. Catch me in the DeLorean, the doctorate delivering death. Call me Kevorkian. Sharp spoons like harpoons. The hands of scorpion will put you in the sub-zero freeze. Crack them like porcelain. Make it hot as cayenne for you inside the Porsche you in when I'm scorching the front of the floor of it around 4 p.m. Papers I lit a few. Listen and see he lyrical. You literally look pitiful inside a pit of fools. First it's ridicule. After that, it's getting rid of you. And I ain't saying sorry for shit I said in the interview. Who to give it to? You can get it before the interlude. Turn them into food. Leave your innards inside the inner tube. Hit a friend or two. Give what's left to whoever's kidding you. This shit is clinical. It's official. You finna hit the news. Mm. Oh, there we go. There we go. There we go. <laughs> let, let them want more. Let them want more. You know, keep them hungry. Keep them hungry. Oh, that like, that's like, up. Ready. That's up, man. Nah, definitely, man. I, we appreciate that. You know, as yes, always, sir. good brother. You know, always a good, always a good dude right here. So I appreciate you just blessing us and the viewers. You know, just with 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 your journey. So we appreciate that. Oh, likewise, man. Like I said, I appreciate you know being here. Um, yeah. Anytime you know, I get an opportunity to speak people and just share thoughts. You know, I'm always for it. Like I said, you a good brother, tall man. My first time meeting you, but already I feel the energy. You know what I mean? So well, it's respect, all love. It's respect. unity already. You know, so I definitely appreciate y'all having me. No, definitely for sure. And all those listening, yes, definitely you can find them at Adversary Three Hundred One. Yeah, yeah. On the platform. Yeah, IG Adversary Three Hundred One on Twitch. I think I'm Adversary Three Hundred One um, on YouTube. Just Adversary, but you if you put Adversary Three Hundred One, I'll probably come up. Um, Spotify yeah. Adversary Three Hundred One. So on most of the platforms that I'm on. Adversary 301, but um, I'm definitely building my, like, I got the Twitch page, but I got to upload content and all that on it. So that's coming. Um, mm -hmm. But definitely hit me on IG. I'm, I probably post there the most for right now. Once I get the other sites and, and things set up, then, you know, I'll be everywhere. But um, yeah, Adversary 301, man, is where you can find me. There you go, brother. I appreciate it. Keep that journey going. That's what's up. Know? Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, for sure, man. And y'all be easy. Continue doing what y'all doing as well, man. I appreciate it, brother. We appreciate, appreciate it. Good stuff, man. Yeah, man. That man's been he's, he's been he's been killing it for a minute, you know. And he had to yeah refresh my you know my my ignorance and just you know again he's he done a lot more than just battle rap. You know what I'm saying? Like just truly understand the definition of a true MC. Exactly. You know, in, 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 in that path. So, yeah, I definitely respect. A lot of respect for that brother right there. Oh, man, that, that, that was good stuff, man. And, and as you see over my shoulder, man, the sun is coming up, so that means it's, it's almost time to get out of here. But uh, it's, it's two quick things I wanted to uh, I wanted you to weigh in on. One, you know, I, I hear your boy Tom Brady's coming back. Yeah, I hear <laughs> TV 12, man. I guess, you know, the man sat on the couch for like a month or two and was like, yeah, yeah, this this retirement is it's, it's not for me yet, man. So the man's going back for, for one more run, man. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's publicity stuff, man. I don't know. I mean, 
he had more years. He lost the game. He felt salty. Then he, then he left. Now he's coming back. You know, he, he had more years on him. I don't know why he would retire anyways. You know, I mean, maybe spend some more time. But like you say, he sat on the couch long enough. He was like, nah, I'm good. I'm about to go back. I'm go back to work. It's been fun. Yeah, you know, you, you probably heard those Cowboy fans talking about, yeah, next year is our year since Brady's out of here. And the man was like, nah, I'm going to put a stop to that. We're gonna put up a roadblock and, and make that uh that that a little bit more challenging for those uh those, those cowboys in NFC East. He, he he can come back all he wants to. Anybody worried about him? He'll be all right. He'll be yeah yeah. Right. But what they need to be worried about is Kyrie dropping that sixty the other night. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's crazy what they're doing to him. You know, it's crazy how they uh, won't let the man play. Yeah. You know? Uh, you know, and and but this man be dropping sixty, and you heard they they trying to sue him now for they trying to sue the Nets now for let him just even come into the locker room. Like That's this man crazy. is the one; he's helping you sell tickets. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, this man exactly. right here is has a love for the game, and like like always, I, I, I preach it till till the end of the days. You know, he's been staying true to himself, so I can't be mad at that, man. But one man dropped sixty the other day, so. That's yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that, that's always a big accomplishment, and you know, I mean, all year long, you know, I mean, he's had his uh, his his trials and, and, and tribulations, you know. So I hope that that situation resolves itself. But it's uh, it's, it's definitely a wild situation, and you know, we haven't seen the end of it yet. Facts, 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 facts. And so what's up? What's the other one? Your boy Jesse Smollett, you know, I think he's been in uh been in the media, you know, a lot this week, you know, because the man was sentenced to, you know, the probation and then, you know, the time in jail, and now I hear there's a appeal and the man's getting released. And, you know, a lot of people have, you know, different uh opinions as to whether the, the punishment, you know, actually fit the crime. And it's, uh, it's, a, it's a lot of talk about that. Now, you know, I, I know that, you know, we, we look at the, the justice system and, you know, the issues, you know, w- within that. But do you think that, you know, after everything that that man has, uh, has, has gone through, you know, so of course, you know, he's, he's lost a job, you know, the show Empire done. You know, it's not really his future isn't really looking up, you know, and. uh in, in that sense, which, you know, being on shows. But, you know, I mean, how do you feel about the man, you know, getting jail time? And how do you feel about the man being released, you know, while he, uh, you know, fights his appeal for his conviction? I mean, there's a lot of questions around that, right? It's one, it's, you know, one, I, you know, I'm a true believer and you make your bed, you lay in it, right? You, okay. Um, and so it, and then it makes me kind of wonder what was the purpose of the hoax in the beginning, right? Like, what was, okay. were you trying to get someone in trouble? Were you trying to, you know, falsely accuse someone? You know, I, I think that, um, I mean, everybody has their right to appeal, you know, but yeah. that story right there is just, it's, it's one of those cases to where I'm just like, I don't get it. Like, I, I'm not I'm not sure, you know, that, that publicity stunt, whatever you're trying to pull, I mean, for the caliber or the status you were at, you act like people weren't going to look into it and really try to investigate and try to kidnap you, right? Someone was going to go down for it, right? And so, yeah, um, you know, like, like 
you know, and, and the people, you know, the two, I guess, what, the two brothers that supposedly were the ones that kidnapped him, I mean, they were looking at jail time. They weren't going to jail, you know what I'm saying? Especially for exactly. old. So uh, what would you expect? You know, it, it's, so no, I don't, I don't have sympathy for it, to be honest. I think it was, um, it was a waste of time, man. It's a waste of time, resources. And now, now look what you at now. Now, now you over here crying foul for some shit that you did. I don't know. It's, that's yeah. just where I'm at with it. I don't, I don't got too much to say about that, that right there. I mean, hope he hope his mental state is I right. hope he really gets the help he needs. But yeah, I, I think it really needs to get to the to the bottom of it to figure out why. Why'd you even? What was the point of that? You know. What was the point of you pretending like you got kidnapped or, you know, especially with the way the world is right now, you know, um, you accuse two brothers on kidnapping you. So they would either go to jail or, or I, I don't know. I just can't put my hands around it. No, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, man. You know, I'm, I'm still scratching my head because I'm trying to figure out, like like you said, you know, what, what was the end result? The end result? end result you know what were you looking to uh, accomplish or, or get out of this hoax man but like you you know i'm i'm at a loss here and you know and i i hope that you know whatever help he needs you know he gets and you know we, we can move past that situation because i mean from the very beginning it sounded a little suspect and you know as things started to unravel it became more suspect and i don't know i don't know but but hey you know, what what can you say? But uh, other than that, you know what you got lined up for the weekend, man. What, what's going on for the rest of the week? Cooling, cooling. Hopefully this weather's changing over here. You know, hopefully just just cooling, trying to get some sun rays out. Just chilling, man. I ain't really doing too much. I ain't trying to make too much noise. You know, stay in my lane and you know bring people along when I can. That's about it. Uh, makes sense. You know? Makes sense. Mm-hmm. What you got? What you got on your agenda? Oh man, uh, the weekend you know pretty much open. You know we got some uh, some folks coming in town. You know they just landed last night, so you know trying to give them the Dubai experience. You know give them a little bit of the the touristy stuff, but then also kind of show them you know the the real Dubai and you know exposing the you know different foods and things of that nature and. Show them how the the dollar stretches because you know last weekend we went out and grabbed some food at one of the spots that uh I hit for lunch. When I tell you, we probably got two and a half days worth of food, you know, for twenty three dollars US. It's like you know you you can't beat that man because you know a lot of people I think you know they come here and they fall into the tourist trap, you know, where you're eating at the the malls and things like that, and you know you're still paying American prices, but you know I mean if you eat off the local economy, you know you can really stretch that dollar and you know get some some good foods man because every type of cuisine that you can imagine is here in dubai you just have to you know know where to go so probably step out and do that and you know and, and, and enjoy riding around you know behind tent you know and have my apple play and you know all that good stuff so that's it man there you you go. Know, pretty much just 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 going with the flow man going with the flow there you go there you go stay in your lane right Exactly, staying in my lane, man. Staying in my lane, but you know, before we get out of here, you know, shout out again to you know Shisha to you for for sponsoring us. Don't forget, you can follow them on IG and hit them up. 
you know, uh, appreciate you all for rocking with us. You know, don't forget, uh, you know, you can follow us on IG at uh, In The Bold Podcast. You know, hit us up on Twitter at In The Pod. You know, if you have a flavor, brand, or blend you want us to try out, you know, let us know. We'll definitely give you our opinions on it. And uh, if you have any comments or feedback, anything that we've touched on, you know, this week, you know, we're definitely, you know, looking to uh, interact with everybody. And as we always say, man, you know, clean those hookahs out. You know, after each use, clean it. So that way when you're ready to smoke again, it's already set up. It's less prep work. You have a great smoke. Until next week. Facts. And like always, if you stay ready and got to get ready, and always click, like, and subscribe. Hustle Five Ways Radio.